What is going on, everybody, man? Welcome back. Episode five of the Father Faith Forward podcast. You know, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music. So definitely make sure that you subscribe and follow if you haven't um, already. Uh, make sure that you always share as usual. And, you know, we're just going to get right into it, man. You know, so this uh, this episode, man, we're going to be talking about a couple of ways that we can replace um, the negative with positive, right? Um, and we all have areas in our life that we can sometimes lose sight of um, because they can become negative really fast, right? And if you don't have the right resources, it's hard for us to kind of feel like, you know, we're in control. And as we talked about before on other podcasts, um, and we'll continue to dive into that on another podcast, um, you know, being in control is 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 not always best for us, right? You know, um, it's it's best to surrender to God, um, not give up on life, but surrender to God and his will that he has for you um, in your life, you know, especially for believers. I know that there's non-believers out there. Um, and, and like I said, God loves everybody, whether, whether you're ready to recognize them now or you're not ready, it's okay. I, I was at that point once where I, you know, I, I wasn't ready to, to do that. Like I had, I knew God was real, but I hadn't built my relationship with him. So it's been such a, a, a 360 since building that relationship with him and 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 him giving me the vision and 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 the goals and the provision um to be able to make a positive impact on the world man you know like i mentioned before you know i'm I always keep it um humble open and transparent on here you know i've always had an issue before with like wanting to help people so much that it wore me down because i wasn't doing it right so what god did is god gave me a vision to be able to do it in the right way where instead of wearing myself down you know i i we get more joy out of it, right? Um, and and who doesn't want to help others? I mean, I know we live in a fallen world, so sometimes it's really hard to, um, you know, find the time to to take on somebody else's problems. But at the same time, part of being in God's will and God's way, sometimes depending on what it is for you, um, and in my case, me, you know, it's it's to help other people reach their here their their vision. Um, it's to help other people understand that there's another way to do it besides giving up, besides wearing yourself down, to help people understand that even if we fail, God's disciples fail and he still reinstated them. So if some if God can do that for somebody that walked that close to you, he can do it for somebody that either A, is not ready to believe in him yet or his believers that are strong and can believe in him. And he can also, um, you know, do it for for anybody that's that's going through some of the worst times in their life, man. You know, that's that's one of the, the interesting things about us as human beings is we don't all go through the same things at the same time. Like we may go through it, you know, similar things in our lives, but we don't always go through everything at the same time. And we would all love to have a cheat sheet, you know, a, a playbook, a, a blueprint to roll out for um, when things go bad. And, you know, and, that, and, to, and to God's favor, that's kind of what the Bible is. And that's why I would suggest people to read it because, the more you read it, and I'm continuing to read it and educate myself, but the more you read it, you find the answers to the questions that you can spend hours and minutes just trying to rack your brain and figure out, or the 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 um, you can find the answers for things that you continue to get wrong in life. And it's because a lot of these things we are not meant to do. But if nobody has ever told you that, or you have a sense of pride instead of a a um a more of a sense of purpose, um, you feel like 
you know, if you if you can't do all of these, if you can't fix everything on your own, you know, I talk about that as men, you know, like we're natural born fixers. So that's one of the things that we have to get better with is 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 understanding that surrendering to God is not weak um, and even surrendering to, you know, the help of our partner, whether that be a wife, um, you know, uh, or, or, you know, a girlfriend. Um, but I think that to understand the love in areas um, where hate, disappointment, and lies have made home, to be able to to get enough power to kick those things out of the position of leadership in your life. Um, And again, we know things happen in life. You know, everybody has things happen in life. Just because you come to God doesn't mean that everything is all right. But what it does mean, like always will reinforce that you're not alone. A lot of times that'll get you that'll get you through the first step isn't just knowing that you're not alone. So, again, when I talk about things that we're going to replace in this episode, um, you're going to replace love and put it right back in the in the seat where it needs to be. You're going to put God first in the seat where he needs to be instead of being led by hate, disappointment, you know, lies, um, you know, or trauma, you know, or depression or anxiety, those kind of things that go on that can really affect your life. Um, So, you know, it's interesting, um, you know, when I was, you know, reading the Bible, it's interesting that, you know, they they go over um, Peter's, uh, you know, betrayal of, um, of, of God, right. And Peter's an interesting character because he has a lot of highs and a lot of lows at the same time. Right. So when people think about Peter, they immediately go like, Oh, Peter walked on the water. Right. Then you got some people that go like, yeah, but he, but he, but he, he failed after that. Right. And then you got your people that go, okay, well, it doesn't matter that he failed. At least he tried. Right. And so then more than recently, what I discovered, you know, um, through the sermons I watch and into the Bible is that Peter, um, you know, was was absolutely one of God's, you know, um, ride or die disciples. Right. And, you know, that's the thing when we get in this this anticipation of what it is to ride or die. You know, there's a lot of people that that take that definition to heart um, up until the point where it gets tested. And that's where you really find out what that definition is to you. Right. So in Peter's case, his betrayal of God wasn't necessarily like, oh, I just you know, I, I did something physically to God, but he, you know, emotionally he had his opportunity. Like if you remember in, in the John chapters, um, you know, God told, you know, Peter, you know, hey, like this is what's going to happen. You know, they're going to come and take me and, you know, I you need to allow it to happen in order for everything to roll out. You know, I'm, I'm going to you're going to be you're going to deny me three times and all that. And Peter was like, man, I don't know what you're talking about, God. I'm, I'm, I'm this is ride or die. You my dog. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And God, you know, God knew God knew. Right. And so then, it, you know, if you keep reading, it takes place. Right. And then Peter starts to, you know, fall back. He was up on God like right right on his heels. And then as they took God, he began to fall back. He began to blend in with the crowd, right? Which is a lot, sometimes what a lot of us can do when our leader um, or our, so, our so-called, um, what's the word I'm looking for? So-called idol um, that we put in charge, you know, gets tested and, and we, and we're confused or we're, um, we're not, we're unsure of, of how the success will come out of this. We begin to fade back either into what we used to be, what we used to know, 
um, or or we fade back into the masses, right? It's real easy in this society to want to just jump in with the masses because there's always support in the masses, right? There's not a lot of support sometimes for people that, that venture out and do their own thing. Why? Because it's like everybody almost wants to be the same, right? And so that and so the the the, the problem with that is even if we look similar, God has made every single person to be different. He has made every single person to have their own purpose. He has made every single person to have their own version of love. You know what I'm saying? So when we talk about this thing with, with John, it's really interesting to to see Peter blend in with the crowd, right? And even as people in the crowd begin to call him out, right? He goes, like, the first person calls him out. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Then the second person calls him out. He's like, nah, bro, that ain't me. Then the third person, he's like, hey, I said that isn't me, right? And so then at that point, what happens? Like the, you know, the, um, you know, the, 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 the God turns around and says, Hey, listen, the rooster crowing right now. You know what I mean? The rooster, the sounds are going off just like I told you. And at that moment, Peter realized that God was right, that he would betray him. Right. And so then what does he do? He doesn't stand there and, 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 and he has an opportunity to stand there and own it and take accountability and say like, you know what, God, you was right. You know what? My bad. Like I've been riding with you for years. Let me let me let me get back in in the, in the presence of you in the place of you, even though it looks like, you know, you're not going to make it. Um, but he he ran away and he hid bitterly. Why? Because he was ashamed. And a lot of us can do that. Right. So shame is one of the things that I want to talk about replacing, because, you know, it's something that I've dealt with before in my life. Right. Where, you know, there's certain things have happened. I failed in certain times where I thought I was going to succeed. I've, um, you know, put so much on my plate that when I wasn't able to pull it off, right, this shame would, this cloud of shame would like come over me. Not because, you know, I didn't think like I was like, you know, any less of a man or anything like that, but it just had to do with like, you know, I always cared about the other person, whether that would be a partner or, um, you know, a brother, you know, or even, you know, my mom, when she was here, God bless her soul. Right. So, you know, again, when we talk about these things that are, um, that need to be replaced, you know, you need to decide what it is for you. Yeah. So like I said, you know, when we talk about things that, um, you know, need to be replaced in your life and I'll use continue to use mine, for example, um, you know, there was this sermon I saw from uh, uh, Pastor Mike Todd from Transformation Church. Um, and he talked about, you know, the idea of this cloud of condemnation. And again, it's interesting because for me, it's like on this journey, it's learning a lot of terminology for things that I experienced, but I didn't know really how to how to give it a name or what the actual name of it was. Because again, when you're trying to figure everything out on your own, you're only using what you already know. You're not going to the playbook, like I said, of the Bible, right? Um, and when he talks about, you know, this this cloud of condemnation and just kind of putting, you know, it, it into words of how I understood it, it's just, you know, when when you, you're being forgiven for something that you've done, but you continue to punish yourself for it, right? Because you either feel like, hey, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, you know, even with the person telling you you've been forgiven or that you're still loved, even with God telling you you're still you're you're still forgiven and you're still loved. And it's very hard, you know, because like I like I talked about last podcast, you know, there's this triangle with every experience you go through, right? There's there's the inner child in one corner, there's who you used to be in one corner, and then in the final corner there's who you are now. So the, every experience you go through, there's this triangle where like the experience hits every angle of that, right? And it's an interesting perspective when you talk about something like the cloud of condemnation because depending on 
which part takes the hit the most. Like if it's your inner child, man, sometimes, you know, trauma, depression, anxiety, all that can just spark out of control. And that's that's what can get in the way of you giving yourself the ability to not only heal, because before you can heal, you need to be able to 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 understand how forgiveness works. Right. You need to understand how even healing works. Right. You know, going and making yourself busy is not always the best way to heal. Right. You know, because everywhere closes at some point, right? And then at some moment, you're you're alone with yourself again. So, uh, you know, like I said, when we talk about things of like the cloud of condemnation, especially for me, man, I I'm very I was very hard on myself growing up. I was always very hard on myself because I wanted the best. Um, you know, I knew like you know, perfection is just something people talk about, but at the same time, it's just like I always push myself. Nobody um, was harder on 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 me than I was. Um, And sometimes, you know, it caused issues in my friendships and in my relationships, because like a lot of times, you know, when you're when you're always when you're the hardest person on yourself, sometimes you can cause issues with stuff that's not even there. Right. Because you're so busy worrying about what hasn't happened yet, you know, instead of being in the present. And that's one of the things I always want to talk about, which I've learned in the journey is just to be in the present, man. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. You can plan out your whole week. There's planners in, in, in stores and 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 vision boards and all that. Like you can map out everything that you want to do on your own, but until it you you receive it from God, I wouldn't put any any stake in it because you don't even know if it's really going to happen. And I know it sounds negative, but if you think about it, there's a positivity in that because I'm telling you again, like I just said, there's an option where you can go to something that can give you what really is. It may not give you the whole play out, right? It may just give you the seed form of it, right? It may just give you the root, you know, and that's one of the things I want us to understand that things take time, man. You can't, you can't rush stuff, man. You know, when you're in seed form, you're in seed form. It may not always be, be, be comfortable for you because you're seeing all these flowers bloom around you, right? You're seeing the, the, the garden grow out. You know, if your seed form is, if you want to put it in terms of walking, you know, or in a body, um, you're seeing everybody else like live what they're supposed to do. Are you seeing everybody do what they want to do? Right. And you're like, oh, well, I got why, why I got to sit here. It's like you got to understand your purpose is um, is greater. There's this uh, quote that um, uh, I heard the other day. I don't remember exactly where I heard it from, but it's like, you know, while while everybody, you know, was out partying, you know, I was making the music that they party to. Like it, it's it's um it's an interesting quote, right? Because it's just like, you know, again, it shows like you can still have involvement in something that you that you feel like you're missing, right? But the reason that you're missing is because God has so much, he has something greater for you, right? So again, um, you know, when we talk about things like the cloud of condemnation, I really want us to understand that um, to give yourself grace during that time period as well. And that's one thing I wish I would have told myself. I mean, again, I know it now, but wishing I would have told myself, especially my younger self, just give you give yourself grace, man, you know, um, and that you can't please everybody. I mean, I, I know as humans, we naturally want to please everybody. It doesn't mean that, hey, I want to be somebody I'm not. No, that's not what I'm saying, because I wasn't right. But again, you know, um, there's certain things that went dormant, you know, inside of my character and personality, because um, I naturally in my head was like, okay, this person may not be strong enough for this. Or like, you know what? I don't know if I, if, if, if I present myself to this, to this area of my life, I don't know what it could not go right. Or maybe it can go right. Right. But again, it's like when you're living under this cloud of condemnation, it can cloud your judgment. Right. Again, because you're not able 
to 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 be clear minded. You're not able to 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 walk by faith and not sight. You're trying to walk by sight and your sight is messed up because all your it's your judgment is clouded. You know what I mean? And there and, and also when you walk with the cloud of condemnation, I can say in my life, you know, you get things such as friendships, relationships that were great for you, right? But you're just not you're not you're not able to steward over them the way that you should. Um because you know, you you can't you you you're trying to pour from a from an empty cup, right? Or your or your cup has holes in it, right? So again, you're not able to be as consistent as you want to be, and so I want to talk to the people that feel like they have to hide um, when negative things happen in their lives. You know, I want you guys to understand that hiding is one of the worst things you can do, even if it means losing something. You know, hiding is the worst thing that you can do because you need to be able to heal, and in order to heal, you cannot hide. Right. And and this journey of healing is not all, you know, sunshine and roses. It's not right. Because it puts when you, the moment you tell God, hey, I, you know, I want to heal. Right. You tell the Holy Spirit, hey, I want to heal. Right. You want to tell Jesus, hey, I want to heal. That mirror gets put in front of you. It just does. Right. And so now you got to you got to get on that operating table. Right. You got to allow God to do the work. You know, you're going to have some days where you feel like you're not even moving. But he's still working. You're going to have some days where you feel like, oh, I feel like I'm going backwards, but he's still moving. You're going to have some days where you may even lose more stuff, right? Than what you had when you came to him and said, hey, I need to heal. But at the end of the day, like what I'm telling you is the end result is going to pay off. Even if you don't see it, even if you don't see it, I can speak from my own personal experience. Like I said, you know, the, the way I am now, man, you know, I don't have everything that I had when I started this journey. But I'm happy with who I am. And that's how and that's how you win in life is being happy with who you are. Right. Again, like I said, never pretending. But certain areas of my life I did not reveal because one, I didn't have a name for them. Right. Like going through depression. I didn't have a name for that. I thought there was only one definition of it. So, again, like I want to specifically talk to the younger crowd out here, the young women and the young men, please do your research. You guys have so much access to social media, so much access to, you know, the internet and everything like put that same energy that you guys put in the video games that you put into, um, you know, social media to TikTok, put all that information into your, put, put all that, that effort into your mental health. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, as you get older, you're going to face different things. You're not going to be able to have the same core people to rely around. You're going to have times where it's going to come down to your help, right? And who's your helper? Is your helper a role model? Is your is your helper uh, who's your idol, right? Is is it money? Is it followers? Is it fame? You know, is it God? You know, which I hope it is. But at the, like I said, at the end of the day, talking to the younger crowd, I need you guys to understand why this is very important. You guys are the next generation. You are the next generation. Right. And and you have a very critical time right now where your generation is being attacked almost more than I've really ever seen it the entire time I've been here living, you know. And I want you guys to understand that while you're running around having fun, while you're running around learning each other, while you're running around falling in love, which all that is great, you, you have to begin to understand and, and find out who you are. 
Take your time while doing it, right? But at least begin the journey. Put that one foot. The only way to really get going in the direction that you need to get going is to put one foot forward. There's a bunch of people that are just standing around with their hands in their pockets looking around like, oh, that looks nice. I wish I could do that. You can. You can. You just need to move. You need to move. You need something to move. And like I said, sometimes God will send you know, something positive in your life to get you to move, right? Or see if that'll get you to move. And if it doesn't, you know, sometimes he'll take it away or, or you know, something, some tragedy will happen. Again, it's not like it's, it's what's wanted to happen. It's what need, he, God is, what is the, is, is the most impactful way to get your attention, right? And again, it's a lot of times, you know, when we, especially when we face tragedy in life, we can feel like God isn't there because it's tragedy. He's right there. He's there with you in the joy. He's there with you in the sadness. The same tears that fall down your face when you're, when you're crying over something that's, that's happened terrible are, are, are the same tears, the same material that's made out of the tears of joy when something great happens to you. So again, we can't just, you know, give God like, you know, we can't just be like, oh, God, you're not here because something's going bad. A lot of times, even I've learned on this journey, there's stuff that I don't know if I'll ever get back. Right. There's 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 a personality of me that had to go so that God could could continue to to direct me in the in the vision version that he had me in. Right. And so, again, when we talk about don't don't hide and heal in order for me to heal in order for you guys to heal. Right. You have to step into your purpose, even if you're not ready, even if you feel like you're not equipped, even if it's you underestimated how long the time would take, even if you feel like you're not worthy. Do not hide. Do not hide. The healing, the, the process of healing is so much more critical to our character than anybody ever talks about. Everybody just talks about there's a there's a there's a three month period, a six month period. You know, give it a year, give it that like that. Don't follow anybody else's timeline. Just follow what the actual name of it is. Like it's healing. That's it. That's all you need to know is that it's healing. However long it takes you to heal is however long it takes you to heal. But understand you can make something take longer than that if you don't come into it with the right mindset. So what I want you guys to understand is that come into it with a with the, with a mindset. You don't have to be like, oh, uh, uh, you know, sunshine and flowers and all that all the time. You can but come into it with like, hey, somehow I don't know how I don't know when, but this is somehow working for my good. You know, all things are working for my good. You know, God is working in all things and all things are working in my good. You know, um, when we talk about, you know, some scriptures from the Bible, man, and some interesting quotes, right? So there's like, in, in the time of my favor, this is God speaking. In the time of my favor, I heard you. You are the you. In the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of my salvation, I helped you, right? So there's a lot of things that when, if God is sacrificing, what makes you think like you're not going to have to sacrifice either? That's what I want people to understand here. You're going to have to give something up to get something better. You're going to have to to sacrifice something to get something more. That's just the way that it works, right? If everybody could keep everything that they wanted, there might not be anything for us to begin with in the first place. So again, like I said, um, you know, whoever is conformed in Christ, whoever submits their life over to God is new. The old is washed away. God is not punishing you for what you used to do or who you used to be. He is inventing you to be loved or and who you can be 
what you can do now that you believe because that's important highlight that now that you believe and understand that's important highlight that now that you believe and understand that you are and always have been a child of god You know, like I mentioned, you know, there's a lot of great scriptures that provide us with that comfort, um, you know, that we need, you know, like, as I said, as human beings, you know, we seek, we seek comfort, not just in love, but we seek comfort in forgiveness, not just in forgiveness. We seek comfort and healing. So again, when I'm talking about, you know, replacing, because this episode is all about replacing the, the bad things with the right things, right? So if you look at John 14, 23, Jesus replies, my father will love them. Anyone who loves me, my father will love them. And we will come to them and make our home with them. Like it, that's already enough comfort as it is, man, just to know that that Jesus and God are willing to make their home with you, right? Again, we, we this 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 for for those of us that deal with, you know, when I talk about the inner child, right? That deal with abandonment issues, right? To hear that God and Jesus is willing to make their home with you, that automatically speaks to your abandonment issues, right? So those of us that have trauma, that have depression, right? Depression, a lot of times, you know, not everyone, but sometimes, in, in, at least in my case, it stemmed from, you know, growing up in just, you know, in certain areas of life, just not feeling like you were good enough, right? But again, didn't really have a relationship with God. That's why it's very important to build your relationship with God, because the moment that I did, everything changed. Everything changed. And there's a lot of people that go like, oh, well, you know, I, I don't I, I don't believe that. I think it's just, you know, I, I don't I don't believe that you can change like that. And that's and I'm like, then you don't understand how God works. All it takes is one moment with God, one second with God, one touch from God and everything changes. That's the reason why I push so hard for this for this generation, not just this generation, but the, the one to follow it to 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 be, get going and understanding who you are, even at, even at a young age. Right even in your middle school, even in your, even in your, uh, you know, uh, uh, your high school, man, get going and understanding just how important God is into your everyday life, man. Because like I said, all that, there's a lot of questions in the world that go unanswered. You know, a lot of tragedies happen because questions go unanswered or questions won't be answered because of someone's pride. So put that down, put the pride down and pick up purpose, put the fear down and pick up faith. You know what I mean? Put down the trials and pick up testimony. The world needs to hear your testimony. The world needs to hear just 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 what everything that you've been through. A lot of times we we face we face difficult times because we feel like we're the only one to go through it. So we keep silent. We hide. And again, like I said, this whole episode is not about hiding. It's about healing. In order to heal, you cannot hide. You can't go heal on your own. You have to get with your community. You have to go get you know, in a church, if you can, you, you, you know, surround yourself, take a, take an inventory on your life and start to dissect it because that's the only way that you're going to really be who God intended for you to be. Right. You know, and, and we have this tendency to kind of dive into our past, right. Or go back to what makes us comfortable or complacent, you know, and, and woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, are the best friends of complacency, you know, don't just, they don't just, you know, do not just leave your future. You don't just leave your, when you, when you think about those things, you don't just leave your future, but you leave your present hanging. 
because your past is no longer wants to greet you the same way it once did. I'll say that again. Don't not just leave your future, but your present hanging because your past no longer wants to greet you in the same way that it once did. You know, and a lot of times we, you know, especially for the stubborn lovers out there like myself, man, you know, we get caught up on this this idea that that we can figure it out just somehow some way that we can figure it out a way for it to work and and one of the things i've learned on this journey is sometimes there's just some things that just won't work right but god is gracious enough to not leave you hanging in those areas right he's like allow me to teach you allow me to mold you get get back into the potter's hands allow me to mold you allow me to fix those areas that were weaknesses and turn them into strengths for you you know allow me to mold you allow me to to take that that cold heart that that's been hurt so many times that that didn't really know how to love how to forgive allow me to take that same heart and 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 soften it you know so that now i can put it back amongst my other children and it can impact the world in a positive way, right? You know, you can be remembered for something positive instead of being remembered as just a lesson for somebody, right? You know, you don't have to be perfect to love yourself. That's that's one of the biggest myths that we we deal with, especially in social media, because so many people only post perfection, right? It's like, oh, I don't like that. You know, like there's a glitch here or the filter ain't right. You know what I mean? So you don't have to, you don't have, don't stop putting filters on your life. I think that's what I that's how I want to say it. Stop putting filters on your life. You don't have to be perfect to love yourself. The right people, the right person will love you for who you are. Your good days and your bad days. You still have to work on yourself. Again, I'm not saying just show up and don't do any work. You have to continue to grow. But what I'm saying is you don't have to be perfect to love yourself. Stop putting filters on your life. You don't have to be perfect to love yourself. You just have to des- to desire. You just have to desire progression in the development of your character, even in times where you fail. Even in times when you fail, that's one of the biggest lessons I learned. Even in failure, there's 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 something to take away from it. A lot of times we want to squash it because it's too painful to look at the failure. It's too painful to look at the times I couldn't make it work. It's too painful to look at the people that left. It's too painful to to look at the the the, the deaths that happened in my family. Right? You know, it's too painful. And a lot of times pain can cause us to not heal. We think sometimes that that hiding the pain is the way to heal, but it's really not. It's really not. Pain is like pain is like that relative that can go away on a trip, right? Go away for years, for months, whatever, and then boom, suddenly come back out of nowhere when you finally got your life going on. Pain can come back out of nowhere like that, right? Ready to crash for the weekend and then next thing you know, you don't never know when they're leaving again. This is why you have to take the time to heal the right way that you need to heal. And and God in the Bible allows you to do that, right? And so, like I said, at the same thing, you know, build, build, build that relationship with God, man. Build that relationship with God. Don't just rely on your circle. Just don't. Because even your circle can change. Your circle can change. You know, your partners in life can change. Um, you know, you can change. Like I said, I've talked about this. You know, I'm currently on the operating table. God's working on me. He's continuing to work on me. And, and, it's, and it hasn't always been great, man. Sometimes there's been painful you know, days where it's just like, ah, dang, you know, he really showed me all these areas I messed up in. But again, you know, I related back to when I played basketball, you know, and, and, you're, and you're doing drills, right? And if you're scared, you're always going to go to the back of the line. You're going to keep letting people cut you because you don't really want to get out there and, and and have people see that you're weak in this area, right? But 
to to coaches. And if you put this in perspective, like God is our life coach, right? He's one of he's the life coach to a coach. He loves a player, even if he doesn't do it right. He loves a player that's willing to just go out there and continue to try and work on it. Right. It's it's great when you do everything when people can't see it. It's great when you do everything when people can't see it. But if you're if you're willing, if you do all that work just to turn around, just to turn around and, and get put in an environment where you're supposed to flourish and, and, and you got stage fright, then, it, it you, you know, you didn't really do the work. Right. You did it. You, you got comfortable in an area that's that, you know, you got comfortable doing it alone. And, and what you need to do is 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 allow God to develop your character, to build that strength, allow God to 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 teach you about forgiveness so that you can forgive yourself for the times that you couldn't make it happen so that you can forgive yourself for any pain that that was caused to anybody else. Right. Again, character development is very. Important. We live in a falling world who reminds us daily, hourly, sometimes every second that there's always an easier way to do things in life. Right. But my challenge to you and what God has been showing me during this journey of character development is that our difficulty levels in the chapter of our life can be changed at any moment with the word of God. I'll say that again. Our difficulty levels. Think about like a game. Our difficulty levels. In the chapters of our life can be changed at any moment with the word of God. You don't have to you don't have to, you know, be someone that they want you to be. Right. You don't have to be someone that you that even you thought you would be right before your relationship with God or before the trauma and the, and the and, uh, or after. Excuse me. You don't have to be that person after the trauma, the pain and the, the depression and all of that kicked in. You don't have to be that person. Right. Desire to impact the world positively even when you're walking through storms, desire to impact the world positively, even when you're walking through storms. Like I said, the same tears that fall from our eyes in moments of pain are made up of the same substance of the tears that fall from our eyes in the in the times of joy. The same tears that fall from our eyes in the moments of pain are made up of the same substance of the tears that fall from our eyes in the times of joy. It's all about perception and perspective. That's how that's that's what it is when it comes to life. It's all about perception and perspective. What's your perspective on life? How do you perceive yourself? How do you want to be perceived? Right. Again, you can't control everybody's opinion of you. Right. And people are going to feel how they want to feel. Right. And, and a lot of that has to do based off of your encounters. And sometimes, hey, you know, we fall short. We fall short. The, the definition of sin in the Bible is missing the mark. It's not directly oh i did this i did that i did this i did that i did this and that people want to have this like christmas list of what they think a sin is no a sin is when you miss the mark so every time you miss the mark that's a sin right every time so so again instead of going to google instead of going to all these other social media and getting definitions go to the go straight to the source why wouldn't you want to go straight to the source the instruction manual. Why wouldn't you want to go straight to that to get the answers in life? Again, when we talk about replacing, replace, replace the idea, replace the urge to go to what's easy, Google. Replace the urge to go to what's convenient, social media. Replace the urge um, to, to, to go to what's common is outside opinions and, 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 and your friends and your family's experiences that are not your opinions and experiences because you haven't gone through it yet. And even if you have, it's different. You, you have to develop your own experiences and, and, 
and how you feel, right? And so this is why I talk about things like therapy, um, you know, and shout out to this uh, uh, company, um, Be Good uh, brand on Instagram, you know, uh, they, we had very had a very good conversation with them about how therapy is dope. I, I tell this all the time, you know, men need to go to therapy. It's very important for you, but not just men, you know, young men as well too. But understand if you went when you're young, you need to go again when you're older, even if you don't feel like there's anything wrong with you. Because again, when you're younger, a lot of times it's about distraction. When you get older, it's more about contracting something from you. Like how can we get progress from you? So again, when we talk about life being, you know, about perception and perspective, like who do you want to be? Ask yourself these questions. Who do you want to who do I want to be? Who does God see me as? Who do I see myself as, right? But but does it match up with who God sees me as? Who God says I'm supposed to be, right? And again, I understand there's non-believers out there and everybody gets to their relationship with God at their own time, but I want even the non-believers to understand that God still loves you. Even if you don't recognize him, even if you don't love him, God loves all his children. That person that you hate, God loves. That person that you don't like, God loves. That person that you hurt, that hurts you, God loves. Okay? So these are very important things I want you to understand, right? You know, and like I said, the moment that I went to the Bible and found out and stopped just trying to figure it out on my own through family and friends, through relationships, social media, everything changed for me, man. You know, again, so when we talk about replacements, I'm not asking you guys to do anything that I haven't done with myself, you know, and even though it didn't bring back everything material from my past or fix every relationship that got screwed up in the past from not knowing um, the essentials in life that I needed to know, it allowed me to now step into my calling with confidence. And that's what God wants. He wants you to step into your whatever your calling is. Ask God, God, what is my calling? What am I here for? God, how do you want me to infect the world? How can I help God? How can I serve you? Step into your calling with confidence because it doesn't matter what anyone says, right? I know who I am. And that's how you need to repeat that over and over to yourself. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. I know who I am. I know what I'm called to do. I know who sent me, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. So there is no bondage that will ever hold me down again, nor should there be any bondage that ever holds any one of you down either. It's time to replace the questions with answers.